0: These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ready, everybody? Yes. Sure. Wind down with Janet Kramer and Michael Cosson. Woo! Radio podcast. Wow. What do you know
1: about that.
0: Even a name change. <laughs> wow. I've, it's like, I've,
1: I've arrived.
0: It's like a fish. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: what? And Michael Cosson. It's like
1: a fish? Is that what
0: you just said? It's like official. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad didn't get either? I didn't get that either. No. <laughs> you, no, I like,
1: Jan is in her <laughs> abbreviation mode.
0: I hung out with Julie too late last night, so. Yeah, that's true. My, I was breaking up all my words. <laughs> it's totes a fish, yo. <laughs> I can't handle it. Um, real fast, we just got to thank everyone that came out to the podcast tour, because it was insane, Mark. Like, crazy. I
1: believe it. It was nuts.
0: I mean, the crowd was amazing. Everyone asked awesome questions the interaction I felt like we were comedians but also therapists <laughs> and then I sang songs it was the cool it was the coolest um the three-day thing we've ever done we, so shout yeah. out to everyone that went because it was insane and just I loved every second of it
1: Virginia New York Boston everyone showed up and it really just it felt like a party every night like yeah. it was crazy like after the whole run Jan and I are just in the back of the bus like what just <sighs> happened
0: we just couldn't ple- believe people showed up it was cool It was really cool. Right, because you do
2: this show in a room with three other people. Like, who knows if anybody's listening to it. And then you go, and all these
0: people are there cheering for you. That's so great. It was crazy. And people, like, laughed. It was, I don't know, it was just really cool. (laughs) People laughed. They did. They laughed. And I don't want to say some of the bits, but, like, our opening song, we can't talk about it just in case if we do another few dates, because the opening song that Michael walks out to is hilarious. It's perfect. It's the funniest thing ever. But again, sorry, Mark, we can't share because those those are only for the
1: live viewers,
0: (laughs) but they know what we're talking about. Uh, I'm really excited because we're about to move.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we are. (gasps) You're sad.
0: Um, I am getting sad. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, because
1: because it's 65, 70 here and it's going to be 95, 95 and miserable and natural. Yeah. Same.
0: (gasps) Michael's driving his truck cross-country in a few days, so that's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun. Me, two dogs, and my brother.
0: Well, I've got the kids for four days, so which one?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Gianna keeps throwing that at me. He's like, I'm going to be stuck with the kids. I'm like, if you want to switch, by all means, go drive 2,000 miles across country.
0: No, I would love to be the passenger, because I would want to stop along the way and see things. Like I would want to do the Grand Canyons again. And do that route, and then maybe I don't know, just stop at like all the cool little touristy things, like the big hay ball or the hay thing—the
1: <laughs> world's biggest ball of yarn or yeah. something like that.
0: I just find that stuff super interesting, oh. and like I don't know, that'd be such quality time. And I know that you also love quality time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love quality time, I, but yeah, I drew the short straw.
0: I don't. You're riding with your brother though, which I think is really cute. Michael has a brother that's 14 years younger than him. So
1: he's about to graduate high school. So before he goes off to college, him and I are going to have this road trip together, which is going to be a really cool memory.
0: Are you guys going to, you know, talk about? Well, I'm sure he's already had the. You've already had the sex talk with him. <laughs>
1: he's 18. Yeah.
0: Oh, and his parents did find condoms, right?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Oh God. That's Sorry, Jack. Good. He doesn't listen. No, he doesn't. Well. On your drive, y'all can be listening.
1: (laughs) It's funny. It's probably not even his friends. His teachers probably listen.
0: Oh, gosh. I just... Okay, let me talk about this really fast. We're at... I was at a friend's house, and the kids were playing. And I don't know what to do. Mark, this is interesting. I kind of want you to pipe in because you have kids older. So, it was a range. So, Jolie's three, one of the girls was four, one of the boys was five, and I took a call in the other room because I was kind of the mom that was staying down stairs with the kids. And all of a sudden the kid's like, do you want to live or do you want me to kill you? Do you want to die? And I'm like, he didn't just say that. And so I walked back in the room and he's just like, you can go to heaven or I can kill you. Do you guys want to die? And I just thought that was super inappropriate. Wow. Right?
2: Yeah. I'd be horrified by it. Okay.
0: That. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. I go, you can't. I was like, that is very inappropriate language. And he's like, no, it's not. And I said, yes, it is. Um, our daughter my daughter's 3. I don't want her hearing that. So please stop talking about the D word. Thank you. But then when I start thinking about it. Like should they know death and have like that's the thing. I like, what age do you even he start does, talking he about He doesn't that? really
1: know what that means. He's 5. He was 5. So you said?
0: I believe he's 5. Yeah.
1: Right. So that's that age where it's you're impressionable, right? So you probably hear something. Well,
0: and the girls were like laughing. I'm like that's not funny. We're not laughing about death, guys.
1: Cuz they don't know what it. They don't really understand Yeah, but
0: the way he was saying he's like I'm going to kill you. Oh,
1: I mean, like regardless of five? him understanding it or not, he needs to know not to say that period ever. Where where is doctors. he hearing that? That's
2: my exactly. question. Exactly.
0: Right. Like you're like I'm like but kids that's what I'm just scared of. I know kids know things sooner now. But to say I'm going to kill that's you. That's up to
1: that's the thing. That's up to the parents.
0: Mm, that's pa- like that's it.
1: parenting. That's what that is. It's not not parenting, like if your kid ends up saying that you did a bad job, but if you don't talk about it and fix that, then that's bad parenting. I
0: didn't like
3: it. It just this, made me really uncomfortable a, and like
0: then we little, end up leaving a, soon.
2: Yeah, I'll bet. A lot of those things have come up over the years where something will come up, we like, oh, we don't talk about that. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, should we be talking about that? Should that's they know the about... Question. yeah. Because, I mean, that's one of the saddest things about being a parent, in my opinion, is when they realize that the world isn't rainbows and unicorns. Right. When they're three, everything's wonderful in the world. The world is parks and play dates and mm-hmm. chicken nuggets and television right. and yeah. everything's great. And then they start to realize that there was a nine 11 and that there are people who shoot people and mm-hmm. kill them in public places. And that's the <laughs> stuff that when they start to realize that stuff, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. But when are they ready for that? And when do you talk yeah, when about that? when do you stop about- shielding from that? And should you ever shield them from that? And that's the part I've always had a hard time. So
0: with. what did you do?
2: Um, We've shielded them from that. We've made the decision to kind of keep that away from them. And then they kind of will learn about it in school. They'll learn about it in the world. And then
1: yeah. they'll come home and ask us about it. And then we can talk about it. I don't know if that's the best thing. It but, may not be. But I think, I think to your point, I see why it would be the best thing. Because if you and your wife have offered an inviting, a, a, yeah, a comfortable environment for them to bring those kind of things to you, then I think that backs up y'all's kind of theory behind it. Now, Mm -hmm. if you didn't, if you didn't have a comfortable household for them to bring up stuff with you and and didn't talk about it, then there's no room for them. Right. There's no space for them to discuss it. Like Sandy Hook, we kept
2: from them very, very carefully because that was a long time ago. They were very young. We were really, really careful about that. We actually left in the middle of a church service because the pastor started going there. We were like, oh, let's go. Here we go. Let's go. kids. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, But since then, now when they happen, because they won't stop happening. Right. Right. that they hear about it in school. So we have to address it right away. Right. So it's just, I think it's situational too. My wife went to a seminar recently that was specifically about sex talk mm-hmm. and how do you do that with your kids. And the main lesson from the the teacher, whatever you call them, was that um, when they come to you with questions, you answer them honestly and it's no big deal because really? it scares us. Because when they come to us and ask a question that we can feel like is completely inappropriate mm-hmm. about specific sexual acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that is. You know, that's our instinct. Is, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. But that's not the right move. The right move is, yeah, yeah, that's what this is. And yeah, people do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not make thing. a big deal no, about it. No, it's no big deal.
0: Well, you know, it's crazy. So I, I, this isn't a plug, but I, I partnered with um, a company of Committee for Children and they, it was all about kids, 90, what was it? What was, it was 89. It was like 90% of kids know their abuser. It when we're if like we're going sexual, yeah. Which is like the whole stranger danger thing. Like that's not even a, that's that's actually a myth. And it's I was not reading, a
1: myth. This is not as impactful as people that are close to you.
0: Well, no, I mean I I was taught stranger danger.
1: Oh yeah, I think you all are. Which people they should kids should still they not should. go with a stranger. They like, should still understand that.
0: But that's talking to your kids about like how to. It was um. It's actually really cool if you guys should look. It's called the Hot Chocolate But it's about how to talk to your kids about, because Jolie pointed to my privates and was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's mommy's, like, hoo-ha. Like, I just made up a name, and I was like, I probably should name it. Like, actually give it the proper name. Uh, that's
2: what we were told, give it the name. Yes. Yeah, give it the Which name, say, no. give it
0: the, yeah, and say he's got a penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if we can say that on air, but it's, it's just very interesting, because you want kids to be able to talk to you, but I think it's so awkward and uncomfortable for us to have those conversations, because I'm not ready to talk to Jolie about death. I want her to be... Right. I don't want to know that yet.
2: Which I think is okay. It's hard to talk about stranger danger. Because then they might say, well, why? Why? Well, somebody might want to take you. There's of people in this world. Who (sighs) might want to take you. And then uh, why would they want to take me? Well, I don't want to talk about that part. You know, it's Mm -hmm. weird. It's a tough thing.
0: It's just starting to get real complicated. And it's starting to kind of stress me out a little bit. Because I don't want to do it the right wrong way. I want them to be able to come and talk to us. But then it's also scary. And I just, I'm like, I
1: don't like it. I think... I don't know what to do. Kind of what Mark was touching on is like, I, I feel pretty comfortable in having those conversations. I honestly don't think I'll be that uncomfortable. I think it, because it is just, you just say it like it is because you don't want to make something taboo, right? You don't want right. to, to create this like secret thing around it and then it all of a sudden becomes that urge for people to do oh I'm, i want to do this cuz it's taboo it's wrong
2: or it's- and you don't want them to learn about it from their friends at school right cuz they're going to get inaccurate information absolutely
0: i don't know why but the death thing is just really it's freaking tough. me out no, i just that, have a really hard time with that's the death that's really topic. hard
1: especially with today's the the environment of today's society with everything going on that's terrifying to hear
0: um and also our girlfriend i i know we just like got real negative we'll bring it back up but i just it scares me in today's society because a very great school in Nashville where our kids are most likely going to go to elementary or or, um, high school. One of the kids sent a picture because my girlfriend called and told me this sent a picture to a friend saying, look how many guns I can fit into my backpack. Don't go to school tomorrow. Oh my God. And that is in a, one of the top places school, like they're ranked 10 in Nashville or Brentwood. And it's like, holy crap. That's like even the, I'm like, oh, God, I'm but, like terrified to send Jolie to school.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things. Actually, when this came up, Jana and I were talking about it. We're like the relieving part to get out of L.A. County is, you know, the homeless, the, the the chances of things happening, just playing a numbers game. And if you think about a terrorist attack, right, it's going to be L.A., Chicago, New York, mm-hmm. you know, think, big cities. Right. You think mm-hmm. the chances of a terrorist attack in Nashville are, you know, oh, smaller than oh, so. a major city. God right. God willing. But the school stuff can touch anywhere, anywhere.
0: How? In frickin' Brentwood, Tennessee. Yeah. Just makes me really sad. And then I'm like, is it the parents? Is it the kids just being funny? Because that's what it ended up being. The kid just thought it was funny. That's not, f- whoever thinks that, fu- if my daughter thinks that's funny, I'm going to, I'm going to ground her for the rest of her life. That's not funny.
2: So the parents Sorry. and teachers got involved and investigated the yes, situation. the whole thing. And I mean, she was just called. He, he
0: was joking. He, yeah, you
1: know. the, I mean,
0: it's not like who thinks that's funny. But like
1: we were talking to our friend who told us this. We we're like, we all agreed. Like that kid should get locked up for a few days. Just scare scare straight. Scare him straight. Give yeah. him 24 hours in a, in a cell. Mm. Like, look, dumbass. Mm-hmm. I don't care how how funny you think this is. How old you are. You do this. You got to pay a little bit something like a little bit more than a slap on the wrist like this isn't good it's just too sensitive
0: i would expel the kid yeah if i was a principal i because i'm always michael always makes fun of me but i always say like in your right brain how did you think this was right like we had an issue with a few things in our house so i always like to know people's like thought process Mm -hmm. so my thought process for the kid is like how did you think this is funny because all these kids have lost their lives and it's i don't know i just get really upset about that so anyways Let's talk about happier
2: things. Here, I'll lighten it up back to the sex thing. So, years ago, when my daughter was like two or three, she was in the bathroom in the bathtub uh-huh. and she mentioned her vagina. And then mm. she asked me a question about my vagina. Oh, yeah. So, I had to say to her, Dad, where's your vagina? Brooklyn, I don't have a vagina. And her eyes got so big. You don't have a vagina? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd to explain to her. <laughs> That's,
1: That's unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah, that I really stick. freaked her out.
0: <laughs> All wouldn't... right. Where's the baby? Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Bo.
1: No, I was just going to say on that kind of topic, when my brother was little, he was probably five. Uh, No, no, he was older than that. I don't remember when it was, but it was when he started to get curious about the sexual stuff. And my parents gave him this book and it just kind of paints the sex thing black and white. Like this is what it is from a scientific biological standpoint. But then it also has a part in the book where it has like slang terms. For all of the sexual parts. Oh gosh! So my brother's—I don't know. Say, let's say he's eight years old. He's like walking around the house saying all the slang words, (laughs) slang words, just out loud. And my brother is just one of those kids who's comfortable in all situations that don't really get uncomfortable. So he's like eight eight years old, walking around saying all the slang stuff. My parents are like trying not to die laughing, you know, hearing this eight-year-old say all that stuff. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: (laughs) All right, we have an awesome in-studio guest today, Chriselle Hartley. Before we talk to her, though, um, let's take a quick break.
1: All right, so moving back to Nashville, Jan and I are really trying to figure out what we're going to do to stay in shape. And we're really thinking...
0: Speak for yourself, buddy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We really think OpenFit's the way to go because OpenFit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, people always say, I don't have time. You do have 10 minutes because they've got amazing trainers and classes. And it's super simple.
1: Everyone's body is different, and OpenFit gets that, which is why it is personalized to your needs with custom-tailored original content.
0: Yeah, so it's awesome. So I know you can access it from anywhere from your TV, your tablet, your smartphone, and Roku.
1: Our favorite class so far is Extend Bar with Andrea Rogers. It helps you lose weight, sculpting the muscle, build strength without bulk by combining the body shaping benefits of traditional bar routine with a fat-blasting calorie burn. And the best part about it there's no bar required.
0: OpenFit has changed the way I work out. and With our code Jana, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use our code Jana and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life.
1: And if you guys question whether or not I was accurate on us both doing bar, we do. It works, <laughs> even for guys.
0: You got great legs, boo. <laughs>
1: Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-Day Free Trial Membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text Jana to 303030. 30, 30. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts, and nutritional information totally,
0: totally free. free. <laughs> Again, just text Jana to 303030. 30, 30. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at TWC.health slash Jana. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots. But wow, I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tecova's, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots. Okay, so in studio we have the gorgeous Chriselle Hartley. Yeah.
3: Hi. Oh, thank
0: you. So you're like g- genuinely beautiful. Like you're oh so pretty. God.
3: Stop. That's so
0: nice. No. Thank
3: you so much. You're so pretty. You're obviously So are you?
1: There we go. Battle, battle of the to. beauties. No, you're more pretty.
3: <laughs> well, when you just see someone from Instagram, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to meet you. and you you look better in person if that's possible. Normally it's Thanks, the opposite. Babe. <laughs> It's a love love you. In here. I love in here. So it. you are married to Justin Hartley.
0: I am. Um, how long have you guys been married for? Uh, we'll be married in October two
3: years, but we'll be together six. So. six. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then you guys met on a soap, right? No, actually. Well, you um, did soaps, though. I did. Okay. Yeah. And I was working with um one of his best friends on on Days of Our Lives. Okay. Um and he his first job ever was on Passions and so they were best friends. passions. I used to love it. That was my guilty
0: pleasure. And then it just ended and I was like, no,
3: I know. Yeah. So I was working with his friend on Days of Our Lives and he asked him to kind of like, what's the deal? You know, is she single? And so, um, the friend is actually a terrible matchmaker because he didn't tell me that at first. And I went on to date some really weird um, people. And then (laughs) I later on asked him, hey, what's the deal with your friend, Justin? He obviously seems single and very handsome. Oh, yeah. Uh, And anyway, and that's when um, we figured it all out. And Uh, so if I hadn't asked, we'd give him a hard time. like Yeah. Right. What are you waiting for? And how long was he divorced before you guys... Two years.
0: Okay, so then Isabella was she was nine when I nine. came into her okay. life. She's the sweetest, by the she way. She really is. She's oh, so Justin sweet. Says hello by the way. Oh, there. hello, Justin. We did a movie together years ago. Yeah,
1: like, I remember. We saw him. At we saw him
0: at the. Yeah, um, Kershaw's ping pong.
1: Yeah, ping Kershaw's ping pong and that's apparently. where I
0: met her daughter, his daughter, y'all's daughter. Yeah. Um, and she's really sweet. But I'm curious, like how that was going in at that age.
3: So actually, I think. um Nine years old was that. Uh, I don't know every, every other person's experience, but I can only speak for mine. It was a great age because she looked at me and she liked my dress and she liked my mm, hair and she was okay. yeah. Yeah. So it was And I used to be a camp counselor and the little girls were <laughs> like that, same age group. Perfect. So it was kind of an easy fit in the beginning. And then, you know... Uh, It's not, you know, you go through different things throughout when they start to grow and those kind of things. But I will say the beginning, I feel like I got, um, I got out a little easy because she was just so enthralled with, you know, my purse or my shoes or my hair. So I had an easy audience.
0: (laughs) How has the co-parenting been with the
3: other lady? Yes, (laughs) the mother. Um, So you know, I feel like she's like you know, you know. Well, I feel like probably a lot of your listeners are. Gone through the same thing, and yeah. it's a process. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't. Uh, it's not always um, something that's like the easiest thing. And then you learn and you grow, and everyone kind of like gets their own boundaries. And as time goes on, then it um, it ends up just being your normal. And hopefully, right. that's something that you know. It you want it to be healthy for the child, obviously. So right. that's if if that's everyone's goal, then you've you've got it made
1: and how is it when you when you are in that situation kind of getting to the point where because obviously you know she's a part of your life and I'm, she's your kid too at yeah. this point right because you're married to Justin so at what point did you start to feel where you could kind of be a disciplinarian and kind of take on that motherly but not stepping over boundaries like I, to, I really feel like that's got to be difficult for
3: it is uh it is and, I'm, and I, I feel like I connect with any other um You know, parent in my place because it's really tough. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to try and play like, you know, sometimes I'm her friend and she'll ask me questions that she wouldn't feel comfortable asking her parents. And so I've had to go from not having kids to all of a sudden jumping into the like, oh my God, I've answered some of the most uncomfortable, like coming of age, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, those kind of questions where I'm like, okay, how do I? explain to her what this is i don't know um if i'm allowed to say what some of this i I had to explain what 69 was? We you
2: know, were just talking about this. That? We just had this talk in my house. That's so really? funny you Wait, say are that. Are you serious? Yes. Because <laughs> their friends were talking about it at school and they came and asked right. us and we can't say, oh, I don't know. I have no idea. They'll go talk to somebody else. Well, it's when your dad
0: faces this. Like, like yes. what are you saying?
3: You almost have to draw the diagram. <laughs> so See how the six
2: and the nine. Faces yes.
3: It's one of those things. It's like, you're right. It's she's they're making jokes about it at school. So what do you not? You have to tell her because she's going to figure it out one way or the other. So it's like okay, what's the best way I could explain this? How did you explain that? Oh lord, um, I believe it was. <laughs> Teach something us, like...
1: please.
0: I know because we have a three and a half and a five month old or six month old. Now, you guys so have yeah. a wild.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. So like,
3: I need some bullet points. Ow. I, um, I said, oh, I, I believe it was. You know, it's um, when someone wants to kiss someone's private. Area. Oh my god, I'm so uncomfortable. At the same time, and exactly. Um, I tried to make it as clinical as possible. But then that leads to my face. Why? Why would anyone I, well, want that's to do that? Actually, and exactly that's, what she said. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What would you say? I said you. You got me. People are so weird. I don't know. Right, that's, <laughs> that's a good response.
0: That's actually
2: a good response. I like and that. I also like my wife's response when she explained to her what that was. And how said, did she say? You it? don't ever have to do that. Just so you know, that's uh-huh. never something you have to do.
0: Okay.
1: Which I, I thought that was really good. Yeah, that's good.
2: And yeah. did she
0: explain it like that too?
1: Yeah, exactly like that. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait to watch you squirm right. when you have to tell Jolie. Confrontation
0: like that stuff just really gets me. <laughs>
1: James is just yeah. gonna throw me into the room and lock the door behind me, but be like, you talk to dad.
0: I don't, talk about <laughs> don't come out until you're done. <laughs> no like
1: yours. You you got the boy, she's got the girl. That's that's how it works.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yes.
2: You'll have to tell Jolie. Oh God. I got two girls, I'm scot free.
0: Oh. I'll be watching. TV. <laughs>
1: ah, there you go.
0: Um. Okay. So, yeah. I just. I mean, that would just be really hard. I feel like I would be the worst because when we were thinking about divorcing, um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, back when we were thinking about divorce, we. Uh, no, but
0: I was. I had my, my number one thing, and this is what you know. My girlfriend, especially Catherine, I said mm-hmm. this to her a million times. I was like, I don't want another woman raising my child, and now. But that's the thing. I, and it's nothing against the other woman, because that's also great for the child to have two strong women too. But I just looked at it from such a like um, territorial, like she's mine. But like at the end of the day, I'm like, what a blessing that Bella is to be able to have two strong women in her life. And I think that's a natural her.
3: thought. And I think that's why it is probably a lot tougher in the beginning in the beginning, until yeah. you start to, it starts to become your normal. But of course that's, that's everyone's natural instinct. And I think, yeah. you know, coming into that position and knowing that and, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, and also I'm sure it's difficult for it. It's, you know, it's just something that you slowly grow and adapt and then hopefully and luckily that's where we are now where everything is, uh, we, we try and all work together and, you know, it's it's nice to have the extra hands and the extra help and somebody now it's kind of a bonus where it's like, you know. Um, you just have more people involved, and more people that love her, and more people that are trying to make sure she grows up to be a wonderful human being. So it actually is a, a positive. But of course, in the beginning, I'm sure many people don't feel that way, and that is totally understandable.
1: What right? does Bella call you?
3: It' Chriselle. Okay. She just calls me. Yeah, okay. Because I would that would be like something
0: I'd be like, you cannot call someone. And I can see <laughs> at, at that
1: at that age, at nine years old, but again, I, I wouldn't assume that they that she would call you mom or ever necessarily call you mom, but. If it was in Jan and I's situation, you know, back when we talked about divorce.
0: A week <laughs> uh, ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm kidding.
1: Um, you know, if it's an infant, it's like, how do they not call?
0: Because that person's technically, you know, from the ground up. I don't right, know. Right. That's this what I'm saying. It would so be hard tricky. to not
1: call someone who's raising you a mom or dad. Yeah. From that age.
3: Joining when I did, again, she was nine. I I kind of took the role of like her her friend and right. like. Uh, so there are some times if you need me type where, of like, if it, there needs to be discipline that happens, a lot of times I'll just, you know, uh, debrief her dad when mm-hmm. he gets home and kind of like talk to him because I just feel like, I don't know, it's, I'm, I'm probably not, <laughs> I don't know, probably a lot of other people do better than me. I tiptoe around things because I just don't want to be um, in a position where I, I am stepping on toes or whatever. So maybe I veer too far on mm-hmm. the other side of that, but I think it's better safe than than, you know, wishing you hadn't done or said something. I don't know. So before we talk about your Netflix series, I heard you have a really cute story about your name. Oh, Oh God! Um, well, I'll let you decide um, if it's cute (laughs) or ridiculous, but um, in a nutshell, so my mother... Went into labor um, when she was getting her car worked on. Remember when the Shell stations were also a mechanic shop? Yeah, yes. Yep. Okay. So she um, was getting her car worked on and all of a sudden she goes into labor and the guy there helping her, the mechanic, he was holding her hand and calming her down. He called the ambulance. So I've, I was not born in a Shell station. <laughs> I just have Stop. to clarify. That's kind of what I end up <sighs> seeing on the internet. <laughs> that did not happen but she wanted to name me after him because he was so lovely. And his name was Chris. Chris. Stop it. I was, I was <laughs> Chris. Saying, please
1: tell me his name was Chris. That's Chris
3: Amazing. So, and, and a lot of people are like, well, there's Christina. There's a lot of other Chris mm-hmm. names. Um, but um, if you know any of my other sisters, they have very unique names. I have a Shonda, Tabitha, Carissa, Sabrina. So um, Christina would not have worked in our family, right. so she went with Chriselle
1: That's fantastic. I love. I think that. it's a great story.
3: So you actually watched the
0: docu series?
1: No, I haven't yet. But I saw. Oh, it I cause put you, it on your queue. You, yeah, I put it on my on my list to watch. Yeah, because I love like million dollar listing L A yeah. and New York. I love that kind of stuff, and so I haven't watched it yet. But I'm. Excited to. It's
3: got some great property. Tell
1: us a little bit about it.
3: So I feel like it, it will appeal What's to... What's it called again? It's called Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset. And um, it's um, a very binge-worthy show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it basically is million-dollar listing meets... Laguna Beach or the hills.
0: I don't know if you've seen either of those. So shows. the drama. So are there other than beautiful real estate
3: agents? Yes, they're gorgeous. <laughs> and unfortunately, there is some drama. So they were such a tight knit group working together for a really long time. And I joined as a newbie. Oh, so, you're hated, right? <laughs> I got a little hazing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yes. Um. So you kind of watch me, uh, go through the process of kind of falling on my face, but then kind of figuring it out and learning as I go. And you also get to see these amazing properties. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a bird's eye view into um, this luxury market that not everybody would get to see. But on these shows, you know, some, I think that's why they're so popular, because people really want to see that kind
1: yeah, of stuff. Oh, yeah,
3: Even, Because who's going to go spend $40 million right. on a house? Very, very, very few people. However, we all want to see what it looks like. Like, oh yeah, we Zillow it all the yeah. time to so yeah, be like, like the hundred million dollar houses. In there's a ice skating rink in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always think I'm like the taxes alone on a house I like can't.
1: that. I always think I'm like, what do these people do?
3: Exactly.
0: Like You'd it, have to be like a sultan. So something. those are the houses that you're selling, are forty million dollar houses? Well,
3: okay, the company because I was like, right. Sam, girl. <laughs> um, I wish if anyone's listening and wants to buy one, I, I there is one on the market. I'm happy to show it to you. <laughs> That's <amazing. laughs> For qualified buyers. So but do
1: you have your real estate license? I do. I know. Awesome. Yeah, That's awesome.
3: And so I I live in the valley, and I feel like I tend to work a little more in the valley, but I also. You know, if you have your license, you can work wherever. Mm-hmm. It's just that that is the area I'm a little more passionate about. And I know all about the school districts and um, where you can get the best cup of this and the best bowl of that. Right. So um, I tend to have more clients in the in the valley. But mine are the highest thing I've sold so far is five million, which I think amazing. Is amazing. That's yeah. fantastic. But at my company, yeah, it goes all the way up to like 50 million. So it's crazy.
0: So I'm selling Sunset. Do, is Justin a part of it at all? Or is he like, I don't want to be part of Like,
3: what, what, like how much do they show your outside lives? So some of the girls do show their outside lives, but at first it was a conflict because he, you know, he's under contract with Fox. Mm -hmm. And so we were trying to work that out. And then it kind of became, once the show started filming, there was drama with, I didn't, I thought I was doing a real estate show in the beginning. I didn't know that this was going to have drama. So by the time we started fleshing out what his availability would be, if he, you know, got it cleared. I realized, you know what? Maybe it's best that we keep these two things separate because I really like my personal life. I'm so protective over it, Mm -hmm. and you know, I mean, marriage is hard enough on its own. I don't need an added force adding any kind of, um, you know, outward drama at all. So um, I feel like that's kind of what happened. So he, you know, there's like an intro and intros. You know, who I'm married to. It's not a a secret at all and i talk about him yeah you know in my interviews and stuff but um he's not featured on the show um so when did you stop acting or are you still acting i'm still recurring on days of our lives right now and um and i actually have a movie coming out on netflix june 25th called staged killer okay (laughs) amazing yeah um so you know what it just kind of comes and goes and Is there one that you're, are you
0: more passionate in the real estate or are you like, where's your, if, if, where's your focus? So,
3: I mean, I always grew up wanting to be an actor, so I'm more passionate doing acting, but what happens is you can't really pick and choose when you work. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted something else. So I'm not going to lie and say I'm as passionate about real estate, but I've come to really love it. It's kind of one of those things that like grew on me and now I really enjoy sure. it. At no, first yeah. it was like, you know, you're taking all these tests and it's people are wasting your time and it's kind of a uh, kind of a headache. And now as I'm in entrenched in the process and now I really have people that I've worked with that I've loved and these amazing moments that you get to hand somebody their first keys to their first home. It's yeah. pretty important and special. So now I
0: love it. I think um, I, I mean, I definitely can relate because, you know, obviously I, my main goal is I want to be on a, you know, a TV show, get back on a show. Cause I was on a show for a couple of years and That's the steady income that I want. But unfortunately, like you said, we can't pick and choose. Right. And you have to, we have to support our family and it's, there's certain things that I'm doing that make the money, but that's not a hundred percent what I'm actually passionate in doing. Right. But you find the passion in it. Exactly. So that's where it's like, you found your passion with the real estate and both things can be okay. That's why the things I'm doing on the side, I'm like, yes, do I love, love doing this? No, but I'm loving doing it because I'm finding, I have to find the passion in it because yeah. I want to be able to enjoy everything that i And doing,
3: it empowers so. you when you can, you know, be in charge of when you work and when you don't, and yeah. as an actor, you're kind of a slave to, and it kind of um can take a hit to your self-confidence if you keep not booking things, you know, and so I just oh, feel sure. like it empowers you when you have a whole nother thing. And then you sometimes end up booking more because you're like, I don't need this job. It'd be great if I got it, mm-hmm. but I don't need to pay my light bill tomorrow. So
1: right. With the busy schedules, I'm sure you and Justin have separately. What do you guys do to kind of come back together and reconnect with, you know, to drown out all the noise?
3: Yeah, actually, he was just in Canada uh, shooting a movie for a month. So that was a little tough. I went up there for a month or for a week. Um, and then when he got back, it was one of those things where I feel like you just kind of have to seclude yourself a little bit. And even if you maybe go out or maybe don't but just kind of like to reconnect. Mm-hmm. So it sounds kind of cheesy or kind of lame, but when you're away that long, um, you don't want it to feel normal, you know? So I, I wanted, as soon as we got back together, to get back to kind of the way that it felt, where it's like, it's not normal to sleep outside of the same bed for that long. So right. let's like, you know, mm-hmm. do we have to take that meeting in the morning? Let's push it back. Like, let's stay in bed. I don't know. Little Things yeah. like that where Make, I feel like yeah. you just kind of reconnect.
1: Like making intentional time. That's a big thing Jana and I talk about is like making intentional time for each other. Not coming back together and going about your regular day routine. It's like right. let's intend to do this together and reconnect. So
0: Yeah. um, Obviously, you know, you were so happy for your husband. Yes. Has there ever been that jealousy underneath
3: or that frustration? No. I, I... I I have to say, it's not like we ever are going out for the same parts or right. anything, you know. Um, but I'm so genuinely happy for him. Because when I met him, he was on Revenge. Mm-hmm. And to see him then, you know, kind of ascend to this A-list actor. And, of course, he'd always worked before I always felt bad for him because he was always the lead of a, like a
0: pilot, but then the pilot didn't get picked up or it only ran once. I'm like, God, I'm like, he's such a good actor. He's had such a good look. And so it never really added up to me. So it was, it was really cool from an outsider too to see him
3: go. I think, and again, I can only speak for myself, but I think if you have a, I think healthy competition in a playful way is a good thing. But if Mm -hmm. you're actually competitive with your partner, I think that's detrimental. Yeah. I, support him. And I want him to rule the world. If he wants to rule the world, there are times where he has offers. It's like, if you want to do that, I will, I will get behind you 1000%. But if you're not going to be happy doing that, who cares? You don't need any more of whatever, do Mm -hmm. it if you want to. And I feel like he does the same for me. So you know, I I have to say it's definitely just one of those things where I we're not in competition with each other. The only times we compete against each other is, like, when it's for fun. If, if we'll get, like, if you get yeah. us in a game night, then
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, we'll see you there. We're the same way. We,
3: we get into the biggest arguments at game nights because we get
0: so into it.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're probably too into it because then we leave getting actually mad at each other and take it too personal. Especially
0: New Year's last year.
1: Yeah, that was no good. So cool. I've always been curious about that when people are in the same kind of profession like you and, and Justin and, and – whether Jan and past relationships with people and music and, and acting how that relationship is with being competitive. Do you think there's, I'm asking both of you guys, do you think there's couples out there that are like that? Like just for an example, uh, Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendez, I feel like ever since they've been together, like Eva Mendez hasn't really done anything. Do you think that's a testament to them agreeing? Like, Hey, you take a back seat. Let me do my thing. Or I'm just curious from y'all. Y'all are professionals in this world and around those kind of people. Do you think that takes place?
0: I mean I'm sure it does. I know what Jen and Ben did was like she would take a role, he would take a role. It's kind of what I've heard, like everyone kinda goes I mean, even like our friends that we just met, like
1: when someone's having
0: a show, it's like all right, then now you need to take the next whatever time off. Right. But that's But I will say I was when I was in the relationship, I was super jealous, but it was only because from my insecurities. Because right. I had insecurities because I'm like, well, I want to be doing that. I want to be up on that state. I want like, why? Why don't I have that crowd? Like and then so then I but that was all my insecurities feeding into which ended up ruining the relationship because I was so insecure.
3: And I think and I think that's that's part of it where it's like I can see that. Mm-hmm. But luckily, because when I was in a bad place and I wasn't working and that's actually when I decided to get my real estate license because I had to, you know, I'm not one of those people that just wants somebody to pay for me like i i take a lot of pride in always having been you know a self-made person and and paying and supporting myself and my family because you came from a homeless background i did so
0: tell yeah what what happened
3: well uh, and just to, basically just to to say in that scenario i instead of being jealous i was so thankful that he was able to be there for me when mm-hmm. i was in a place where i had never been able to count on you know my family they come from nothing. So I couldn't ever have any help financially from them. So to have him be able to financially like be there for me while I went and got my license. So it was the opposite of that. I was just so grateful that he did that as opposed to the competition part of it. And then as far as my family goes, they, you know, we're from, we were homeless several stints in our life and um, you know, it's just kind of, something that we, li- I lied about for so long because, you know, you're embarrassed and I was a kid in school and I missed a grade. Um And so anyway, uh, now to be able to have a platform and it's covered on the show in a beautiful way, I, I think, and now I'm able to, to bring a spotlight to it and talk about it and help others. I have to, you know, I think you have to kind of initially had to get over myself and, and the embarrassment. And now I'm not embarrassed anymore. It's something that I, you know it happens and it happens to a lot of people and i see these people all the time where it's like you know i think people have especially living in a this luxury la type of market that i work in people have a um predisposition to have judgment about people that are homeless mm-hmm. and um you know i just feel like coming from a family that has kind of dealt with i've never said this before but a family that has dealt with um not just homelessness but also addiction and different things like that. Um, I sometimes tiptoe about what I say because, you know, it's not just me involved in the story, but there right. were a lot of factors, um, you know, so we basically had to fend for ourselves for, for a certain stints of our childhood. And now I, I, um, I really appreciate and love that they always said it felt like the best they could with the means that they had. My parents aren't educated, um, You know, my dad unfortunately just passed, but he, you know, he couldn't read. And so it was just like, you know, there were just so many, there's so many people born into these poverty type situations and everything is stacked against you to get out of it. I mean, you don't have, so any kind of um, those programs, I'm so passionate about the programs that are helping people that, you know, I, I just feel like sometimes when people really have everything at their feet, they're judging people that don't. And it's like, you know, if the, the amount of effort that it takes to get from that spot where you have no help and to pull yourself out of it. I just um, I, I want to help all those people that I can because it, it's you have no idea how much it 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 helps their lives to just kind of give them a hand as opposed to, you know, just blowing them off and thinking that, you know, get it together. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know if I spoke very well. No, <laughs> no, you no did. that
1: was, that was brilliant. And I think to your point, it's sometimes it's unfortunately out of their control, right? Like it's easy to say, Hey, get your shit together. Well, their shit probably fell apart, not because of them, but because of the environment that they're brought into. And that's, you can't blame somebody for that. Like you're saying. And so kudos to you for being mm-hmm. as strong as you are to pull yourself out of that and to be successful, you know, everything that you're doing.
0: And so, everyone go to upwardboundhouse.org to um, help give back.
3: Yeah. It's actually, if I can just say real quick, it's a, it's what I love about them. They don't just give you a place to stay. They, for a whole year that you're there, they give you classes, they give oh, wow. you, that's they amazing. give you childcare while you go interview. They give you um, interview clothes. They give you an apartment to stay in. And so they're um, not just here's a, here's a bed, you know? So I, that's why I, those are the kind of places that will change someone's life.
0: Yeah. They're trying to help and to grow. I think there are, are only, you know, how we've, we, have because we've talked about, Homeless and and, and honestly not in a a respectful way at times. But we had someone we tried to do this giving back challenge, and we gave a bunch of food to a homeless person. He's like, "Oh no, I don't eat that stuff." And for us, we're like, "Well, why wouldn't they?" You know. But it's so it's it was it was that was kind of a tricky situation for us because we're like we're we're trying to give back, and then they're being picky about I don't know, right.
3: And I've had that happen before. You know, you you go to give like what you think is like amazing. And then I've actually done the same thing. I think the best thing if you want to give is to find these kind of organizations. And there's Food on Foot. There's Upward Bound House. There's My Friend's Place. I work with all three of those places that are all about rehabilitating. right? And um, because those people
0: really want. They're willing to. They
3: want to to change or not to change, but they want
0: the help and they need the help. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And there's ways to work the program where if you really. Use what they provide. You, the I think some of one of them has a ninety-five percent success rate. Upward Bound House of once you go into their facility for the year that you're there, ninety-five um, percent success rate of not being homeless again.
1: Wow! So that's really amazing. Do they do any of these programs like Upward Bound House or the other ones that you mentioned? Do they focus on any kind of addiction twelve addiction twelve step um, concept too? Because this just might be a stereotype or whatever, but from your experience and working with these programs, are there a lot of people that are addicts that may not know that come into this and, and want to get help, but then right. the, you know, people, the professionals there are realizing they have addictive tendencies or whatever. Is there a correlation there?
3: That's a great question. My friend's place and Food on Foot both um, accept people in that are whatever, however you come in is how you come in, and they will help you no matter what, and mm-hmm. they will help you really truly. These people are so passionate, and they're volunteers, and they're so amazing. They deserve all the praise because they're in there every single day volunteering and they are providing them with the resources to really change their life if, if they want it. Upward bound house is a little different, um, you know, because they house children as well. Mm. So I think you have to be really careful oh, for sure. and pass drug tests. So I work with um, both kinds, one that does not accept them and one that does, but um, they're, they're both important, you know, and obviously it makes sense. They're accepting small children. So you have to, uh, you have, have to protect a certain them. Standard. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, you're just like inspiring all
0: around. You're not only beautiful, but you're smart and you're encouraging. And we just can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, Watch Selling Sunset. It's a docu-series for Netflix. And then um, please give, uh, you know, get some more information, especially go visit uh, upwardboundhouse.org. Krishal, thank you.
4: Seriously, so
3: much. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.
0: Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health/jana and use promo code jana. That's promo code jana at twc.health/jana. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kovas, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tecova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Takovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's tecovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots. All right, babe. So you went to college. Um and yes, you I have yes you did <laughs> uh, and you have student loans don't you or you did
1: i did at one point
0: so you definitely needed sofi back in the day because did you know that millennials have three times as much student debt as their parents and that's honestly that's not right but you can get your student loans right by refinancing your loans with sofi it's really fast and easy process all online and only takes two minutes to check your rate so refinancing your student loans could save you thousands so you definitely needed that. I wish. Um, it's really just one simple monthly payment. Refinancing your student loans could save you thousands. Again, lowering your interest rate, super easy. So all you have to do is check your rate in two minutes on sofi.com slash Jana. That's sofi dot com slash Jana. You do not want to miss this. Lock in a fixed low rate today at sofi.com slash Jana. That's S O F I dot com slash Jana. So now the students don't have to like stress as much, you know? Because I'm honestly. Worried about when Jolie and Jace go to college.
1: More money in their pockets, less debt. I love it.
0: (sighs) So far,
1: Christian was awesome. She's
0: so sweet. She's
1: super, like very genuine.
0: Um, extremely genuine, and I just I love I love her journey. You can tell like she's a hustler. Yes, and I appreciate that instead of just kind of wallowing or being like, oh, you know, just the spouse of like she's making a name for herself, and I just. She's already had the name, but still, yeah. like she's she's not stopping, and I really appreciate that drive. In her.
1: I think that no matter who she's married to, whether it's Justin or a nobody, she wouldn't change. Yeah, like she just has that passion. She has that grind to do the things that she wants to do, mm-hmm. and nothing's going to change that. Yeah, you can definitely just get you get that from her vibe and her personality is awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree. I just I really like everything about her. So we should do For a here. double date sure okay hey mark do you have any emails for us
2: well this one is particularly pertinent i thought this is from holly she says very
0: what pertinent (laughs) i don't know that word it's too big for me
2: (laughs) i've been with my husband for 10 years now we started struggling with our marriage and divorce was a daily topic i started a new job and met a man there as time went on we grew closer and closer to the point that i told him i loved him and we could start a life together i just needed to leave my husband but I didn't have sex with him. I didn't kiss this man because my heart I knew it was wrong. One night my husband recorded me having a conversation with this other man. I confessed and told him everything. I did contact the other guy one last time to tell him it was over. Since then my husband has been by my side but I am still living in the mess that I made. He still holds it over my head, has no faith or trust in me and it's been going on four years and a child later. Wow. I walk on eggshells because I want to show him that I love him and yes I want this marriage but it doesn't seem enough so... What could I possibly do more than I've already tried to get him to forgive and forget this kind of thing? I want him to trust me and love me the way he did 10 years ago. It's, that's
0: hard. I mean, it's a great email and thank you for sharing all that, Holly. I, that's, that's a really hard one because you can't put a time limit on someone's, how would I say that? Someone's process of grieving so I know for us, you know, uh, there are there are still times. That's just so hard because you don't want to put a pro, you don't want to put a time because in ten years, like just when we talked to Jason and, and Shelly
1: about yeah, it, this will
0: they're like be we're still talking about it. It's fifteen minutes, fifteen fifteen mm-hmm. years. Yeah, post this discovery. will be a part
1: of their life no matter what. Now, do you think
0: it sounds like maybe he's not.
1: Well, I'm just going to, I'm curious, do you think the emotional aspect cuts deeper than the physical? Because she didn't, according to her, she didn't do anything physical with him, but she told him that she loved him and, and talked about starting a life together.
0: I think again, it just depends. I wouldn't, well, I'm asking you if I did that, what would be harder? Me just having physical relations or an emotional relation from a guy standpoint?
1: I mean, obviously neither one of them are great but i think the physical thing th- with the physical there's i feel like there's fixable issues because it was probably like a uh, a time frame or, or something specific that caused the person to go outside the marriage with the with the emotional i i worry about can this ever be repaired like will you ever love me because you fell for another man like you told another person you love them And you wanted to start a life with them.
0: But maybe she truly didn't... I know I've said I love you to people, and I didn't really love them. I just was needing a... I was just needing that emotional connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but again, that's hard for a husband to unsee that. And I get that. Yeah. But I just... You know, you guys obviously have another kid. You brought another kid into the world. So I think it's one of those things where you know you just you can't put the the, the time on it but also there's got to be some growth on his side too to try to
1: yeah and the fact that she even says the way she says it he still holds it over my head
0: yeah so that's something where it's like that's not
1: that's different than expressing yes all right hey honey you want to go out with your friends okay but here's my fears yeah because of what happened yes. that's the, the way yeah saying it, hold it over my head it's like no I don't want you to do that because I don't you're probably going to do this. Yeah. Again, four years and a child later, she, you know, I'm sure she's just on based on that, she's trying to show, I make up that she's showing that she loves him and wants a life with her husband.
0: Well, she's still there. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm saying
1: yeah. like through her actions. Mark, what do you think? Well, obviously, um I mean, look, she
2: broke his heart. If yeah. I'm putting myself in his position, it's 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 just it's just profound sadness. It's a heartbreak. It's it's a betrayal. It's why wasn't I enough. It's all that stuff. But I don't know that it gives him the right to be a dick to you no. for the rest of your life. No, together, you right? have to. That's, so, a,
0: that's the part where he has to start, you know.
2: Yeah, I think you I think I don't know if you guys are in therapy, but I know that you guys have gotten great results from that sort of thing. And I think that will help him get over those emotions of being. So jerky about it, Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to do that anymore. And maybe that's how you guys can start together. But like you guys said, it's just time. Yeah, Time is going to, he's not going anywhere. And that's great. It's great that he's not going anywhere. It's not
1: great that he's got this, he's still holding it over your head. Which could be enticing him to not go anywhere because he feels like he has this power and control of the relationship, right? And so, you know, if they're not going to therapy, number one, they definitely should. And he's probably hasn't owned anything that he's done where maybe he had something to do with driving her away, but he's still holding on to it. Again, just based off the vernacular she uses, it doesn't seem like he was like, well, what what could I have done to mm-hmm. to, to not push her away? It doesn't seem like he's doing that at all, which he needs to. Right. Because divorce was a daily topic before this happened. Right. So obviously oh, okay. there's issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That, that So, it, so yeah. it
1: just seems like he's still finger pointing yeah. as opposed to being like, mm-hmm. is there something I could have done? Like, you know, you, for you, it, it took you a while. It took you, you know, some time, but- you got to the place eventually where it's like, well, what can I do different? You right. know, it, it, and it takes time, but four years down in the road. In this place
0: now, not, bef- not before. No, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, saying yeah, like yeah,
1: immediately yeah. after. Never, right. It takes some time, yeah. but four years down the road, again, everyone's different. Everyone's timeline is different, but I'd like to think that they should be in a place or hopefully he'd be in a place to start to look at himself.
0: Can I mention something that kind of came up at the podcast tour that kind of has still stuck with me. That's bothered me a little bit oh, about kind of this topic. Sure. I'm kind of interested to see Mark's point of view too. So I had asked our guests and then I kind of asked Michael, I said, what would be your marriage deal breaker? <laughs> and he had said, if I cheated on him. And so after everything we've been through, let me finish, after everything we've been through, if you cheat on me and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I get that because we've done so much work, but I, but still It feels so one-sided to me that after me sticking through, because I thought we did a lot of work, and I know, granted, we've done so much work now post, you know, getting married and stuff. But it's that you would really truly leave me if I cheated on you. And that feels so shallow to me in a way.
1: I understand why it would. And I understand why... Anyone, male or female, if they're in your position, why if the other person said that, it's like, really? Like, what the F? Like, I took you back. I was willing to work at this. Why would that be the deal breaker? For me, it's not about the act. It's about if, the, because we we value our communication, we value therapy and discussing on what's going on in our life. If we got to that point where you weren't talking about things that were wrong and you got to a point where you just stuffed it all down and acted out outside of our marriage... Then I'll be like, what have we been doing all this work for? Like, then, then that means you weren't doing the work and coming to me and bringing up issues that you had. So
0: maybe I had my own issues. And when you wouldn't stick, I didn't know that you had your issues before we got married. You know, and it's, I'm just playing, playing devil's advocate. No, it. I, like, I get it. I don't understand that. That really bothers me. That that would be your thing. I'm like, man, after everything, I've stuck out with you. And if I have my moment where sometimes, because everything we're going through is a lot, and maybe that is my way of of, having my slip. Not saying it's right, but like after, you know, we might get into a big argument and you might have a medium relapse or something, maybe not even a physical, but and if I Go out and like I'm like you're gonna leave me because of that like that for it just again, really like bothers me.
1: It's Just like we talk about a lot on this, right? You don't know what you're doing the situation until you're in it. All I'm saying is because of all the work and all the time and yes. all the therapy we have put into this, just it rubs me. And and, and and I which I understand I understand why I would I do I empathize with that
0: because I'm like I can I can still grow it because again everything that we've been through. I could s- foresee maybe one day, not saying I would ever cheat on you, but having, being so like, you know what? F it.
1: Right. But again, because of all the things that we do to prevent those things.
0: But what if we didn't? What if like, that's but what I'm we saying. Do. <laughs> but I'm just saying it, that to me just feels, Mark, do you have any insight on that? <laughs> because you're just kind of staring at really us. really
2: trying to hang back on that one. <laughs> I, I do think it's silly to think that there will never be any more problems because you've, you're putting in this work, which is great. And you're working together on this. There's still going to be problems along the way. Yeah, like I
0: still might be holding resentment to you and I still have resentment. But in some day, one day that might flare up more and I might be weak, just like you've been weak. And but yet to know that my partner after all this stuff would leave me from a weak moment like that just feels so like, man, what is this then? that you wouldn't fight through with me to get back to a good place again. Because I honestly will say, I mean, it's just, that's just, I don't know.
2: I think he would, honestly. I, I think he'd leave. I don't. I do. I think he would.
0: Because the fact that he even said that. because He had to come up I with an crazy, answer. There was know. an audience. No, I. but he's but still are like, answer, d- what d- d- it. What you yeah, d-
1: would I give? That's what I was tell you, I'll
0: tell you, this would have been my answer. Because I wouldn't have said if you cheated on me again. It would be, If you, if you continuously were defensive or, or, or so, like, I I can't live in that kind of household. Right. I, that would be my marriage deal breaker. Not if he cheats again.
1: Okay. So that's what I was. people.
0: All right. Fine.
1: But, I mean, again, what else would mine be?
0: Oh, gosh. I could, I could shame you 24 seven. I could, you know, I could. Yes, that
1: would be a deal breaker, but we're past that.
0: So We're I'm not. Saying, As I'm saying, like, there might be days
1: that you I still. Yeah, and you still have those moments, but it's not like it was at the beginning. If you still shame me now, like you used to, yes, and I even told, and I even contemplated that stuff then, where I was like, I don't know if I can stay in this because of that. But we got past that. So you said, like, from this point moving forward, yeah. if you just randomly started shaming me all the time like you used to, then yes, but that's not what's happening. Hmm. So the only thing I could. I could come up with is if you did that, it would just be really hard after all of the work that we've done. That's like now if I, if I relapsed physically.
0: But you'll say, well, it's an addiction.
1: I, I've never used it as an excuse,
0: you, but you have, you're like, you know, I'm an addict. This is a possibility. You said, right. You know. Because
1: I can never say never. Right. But you're to, right? saying,
0: but in therapy you'd say like, well, I said, you know, but I, I wouldn't can't...
1: expect you, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't write that off and expect you to be okay. I wouldn't. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? So but I'm saying, if, 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 if I did that, you're telling me that you wouldn't have a really hard time staying?
0: It wouldn't be the reason I left. I didn't ask that. We I
1: have said, to you pick
0: for our daughter now.
1: I asked that. I didn't ask that. I said, would you have a really hard time staying?
0: Of course I would. Right. But that wouldn't be- okay. that.
1: Because of why? Because of all the work that we've done.
0: Well, no, because of- And the principle. Yeah, the prin- But it's, you know- Okay, but, say, that's not, but why, but but why that's can't not, it be the same for me? But that's not my deal breaker.
1: But it would still be a really hard, it would be really hard for you to determine whether to stay or not.
0: It, that doesn't, that's not my deal breaker though. And that's okay, we can have different ones. It's just, I'm just having, right, I, I'm I just wouldn't-
1: trying, I'm just trying to put you in the, in the same position where-
0: But I would not, that would not be my deal breaker. You're trying to like put me to say, that. I, I understand it'd be a hard decision, right. but it wouldn't be my deal breaker. And that's what you said your deal breaker would be.
1: Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> Jesus. It would be a really hard decision.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. We have to go pick up our daughter. This has been a really good episode.
1: <laughs> Love it on a high note. Thanks for your email, Holly.
0: Yeah, thanks, Holly. <laughs> Bye. That's a lot. <laughs> oh, we're going to be like, ow. Ay, ay, ay. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacobas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacobas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tecova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tecova's store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's tecovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.